Mikhail Bridges has committed to playing with Team USA in the FIBA World Cup happening this summer. There's going to be some other Nets uh, and maybe future Nets involved with that as well. Plus, we have some NBA offseason for some teams madness that never seems to stop. Some old friends getting into the mix. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more right after the theme music. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Nets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, those Brooklyn Nets, every single day. I am Doug Norrie. I'm the owner and operator of DFSR.com. That is one of the longest-running projection outlets for daily fantasy over in FanDuel and DraftKings. Go check it out. You can get a free trial right now to DFSR.com. We've been running NBA projections, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA. It's all up there over at DFSR. I've been doing it for years and years and years. Go grab that free trial, DFSR.com. No Adam Armbrecht on the show today. He'll be back again tomorrow as we begin and continue rolling through this Nets offseason. Plenty to talk about always as we get going. The Nets haven't played for a while. You know, then that sweep of the Sixers feels like an absolute life to, to the hands of the Sixers feels like an absolute lifetime ago. That's all right. Nets world, there's always stuff to talk about coming up on the draft. Obviously, going to be probably, you know, maybe significant offseason movement here. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But wanted to get into it today and just like good sign in sort of like Nets world about what's happening here with maybe, you know, the future and the youth and, and you know, who they have rolling on the team. Because word comes out uh, at the beginning of this week, uh, late Monday, early Tuesday, I believe, that Mikhail Bridges is going to be playing for Team USA at the FIBA World Cup in the Philippines later on in August. A really cool move and a sign that of you know of what we kind of already knew about Bridges that he is one of the up and coming stars in the NBA right now. Uh, some of the other we'll get to some of the other names that are on the list uh, that have not the whole team has not been confirmed yet that's going to play for Team USA. We do know a few names that are on this and honestly where it's it's one of the cool things about what's happening here with Bridges is that he becomes one of the highlights. Um, and I think we're kind of removed from being in a situation where the Nets have had like this kind of player on their team, you know, this sort of like budding national name up and coming, you know, just being included with some of the other, you know, younger up and coming names in the NBA right now is like sort of rounding out and maybe anchoring this team USA when the FIBA World Cup does come around, and Bridges is one of those guys, and it makes a lot of sense, right, from what we know and what we saw from Mikhail Bridges over the second half of this year, specifically from the trade deadline on when he became a net uh, coming over in the Kevin Durant trade. We saw in, 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 in a very cool way, and something you actually don't get to see every day, we sort of saw like a blossoming of his potential and his overall game over the course of, of the second half of the season, you know, from the trade that, you know, it's less than half the season, but from the trade deadline on with bridges as he became, you know, a go-to scorer, a heavy usage guy, a guy who could get into the mid range, a guy who could find and create his own shot in a multitude of ways, a guy who could sort of like 
beginning to show this evidence of possibly carrying an offense for long stretches. Um, and that's what we got to see from Bridges when he was able to sort of not break free, but leave the Suns organization where it was always going to be tough to do that. Devin Booker there. They have Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton running a lot of pick and roll. Obviously, um, it was not going to be it was going to be a situation that for the long term was going to be hard for him to sort of sort of round out his offensive game. But we ended up seeing that happen in uh, in Brooklyn. And I think that honestly, that time in Brooklyn or specifically the time in Brooklyn is what I think ultimately leads to his inclusion on Team USA. Now, would he have been included anyway? Look, there's some other sort of role player-ish guys that um, are included in these teams. Like, it's not, I don't think it's, we're not looking at a full-on superstar group that's going to be headed to the Philippines for Team USA. But it does feel like this last last half of the season or this last third of the season that Bridges spent with the Nets, I mean, clearly changed people's view of him in the long term, uh, short term and long term, clearly changed like where his like sort of overall rank in the overall NBA hierarchy is. And I think that's like very clear. I mean, this isn't news. This isn't some kind of hot take about the Mikhail Bridges situation. We saw it happen. We saw his name sort of almost instantly elevated well above what I think even the most pro bridges and most bullish bridges believers, a lot of bees there for you, uh, would have thought would have been the case with him coming over in the Kevin Durant trade, even though he was, you know, the big name in that trade. But if honestly, if anyone thought he was as good as, as this, uh, you know, if go think back to the Kevin Durant trade, there's no, almost no way that package would have included as much other things as it was or ended up being included if anyone thought Bridges was going to be this good. Like there's no Cam Johnson's coming over in the trade if they think Bridges is this good. Not as many picks are coming over in the bridge. They, they might not have traded him. I mean, I think they probably would have for Kevin Durant ultimately because of the, you know, just Durant's so amazing. But, you know, Bridges, it's, it's a testament to how much Bridges sort of like took off when he became part of the Brooklyn Nets. And so we get a situation where he ends up now being one of the main names included in this uh, in this FIBA World Cup team. And it's just a very, very cool situation. And one that if you're a basketball fan anyway, maybe you're going to be tuning into the World Championships uh, to begin with. But now if you're a Nets fan, among some other guys that we'll mention here a little bit later, like you, it's just another reason to sort of tune in to the situation here because it'll be interesting to see how Mikhail Bridges fits in with some of the other names that are included on this list because this is a pretty young, pretty athletic, up-and-coming group that they've already have committed to uh, play here with Team USA. Other guys that are included, uh, Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves. Obviously, we know that he's sort of been a star on the rise. Some people are you know, very bullish about the future with him. It's really, really easy to see why. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers is going to be there uh, running the point clearly, um, although they do have Jalen Brunson as well. So they have a couple just really dynamic point guards. Those guys go about their business in two totally different ways to the point where you could probably even play them together depending on how they end up structuring some of these uh, Team USA uh, rotations. Austin Reeves, who another guy who, I mean, completely, you would say this season out of nowhere uh, in terms of like where he ended up landing in the overall just sort of like NBA list. Uh, I don't think anyone, again, we talk about like, you talk about, 
even the most bullish people on bridges at Reeves is like a totally different category too. just becoming like sort of like this pick and roll monster with the Lakers. And now he's going to get paid in a massive, massive way here this off season. Uh, he ends up being on the team. And then the other guys that are confirmed already for, for the group right now is Bobby Portis. And then I mentioned Jalen Brunson already. So that's six of them. There's going to be 12 altogether when it comes to who ends up playing for this team. It's kind of unclear who the other six are going to be, uh, whether they fill it out with role players, whether they end up kind of going the route of, you know, trying to, I mean, clearly they're going to need some more bigs. This is sort of like guard, uh, guard heavy at this point with the guys that end up being included. So we'll end, we'll, We'll see how the rest of the team rounds out. I think we're probably looking more bigs. We're probably looking, you know, they don't have a center on the team yet. FIBA rules definitely uh, incentivize you to play centers and bigs because you can kind of hang in the lane. So they're going to need a, probably a more of a defensive presence w- when it comes to uh, who, the, who the rest of this roster rounds out. And I think that's actually ends up being pretty good news for these guys that are already on the group, including Bridges, because if you think that it's going to be rounded out with just some more, uh, just some more bigs and maybe guys that aren't necessarily like super high usage guys. We could be looking at a pretty big offensive role for a guy like Bridges all said and done. So really pretty cool news. You like the way this is kind of shaking out for the Nets. You like to see this as being sort of like the trajectory for a guy like Bridges being included in groups like this, being mentioned among like sort of the up and coming stars that you know, FIBA or in this case, Team USA wants to showcase when it comes to like bringing out some of the bigger names on the national, on the international stage. So, really cool moment here for Bridges. We'll see how it ends up. We'll see how the rest of the, at least the USA team roster ends up shaking out. But for now, in terms of like the big first movers into this group, excuse me, Bridges gets included. You really like to see it. And if you were already a fan of what he was going to be doing on the basketball court, this has to make you feel uh, pretty good as well. Want to get into a few more names uh, from Nets World that are included uh, in terms of the FIBA World Cup coming up here. Also, definitely later, a little bit later on, got to talk a little bit about this NBA offseason madness in addition to just the finals rolling on here. Just some like absolute crazy news coming out uh, in the Kyrie Irving camp, old friend Kyrie. I know he's not on the nets anymore, but I just, it's just worth a mention at the end of the show. So we'll get here into that in a second. Before we get to that, going to tell you about our friends over at game time. Look, buying tickets these days should not be a hassle. It should be fun. You want to go to the game. You want to go to the concert. You want to go to the theater. This is the kind of thing that should not be stressful. You're in there to have a good time. And this is where game time has it sorted out to take away the stress and to make it very, very easy. You want to get the tickets fast. You want to be able to buy uh, tickets uh, for anything you want, sports, music, comedy, theater, anything in your area. Game time has killer deals on last minute tickets. They have the best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing about the tickets and just worry about Going to see your favorite artist, going to see your favorite team, going to see your favorite show. That is what Game Time has for you right now in the New York area. They got some great stuff going on. Yankees Mets coming up here on the 13th at City Field. Ed Sheeran coming to town, MetLife Stadium, uh, June 11th. Maybe Billy, you want to see Billy Joel ending that residency in the fall at Madison Square Garden. It's all up there on the game time app right now game time is going to show you the images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly where you're going to sit you buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps you're all set sent directly to your phone you never have to dig through the email download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets 
lowest prices guaranteed. All right, other inclusions here for FIBA World Cup time. Um, just some, you know, other Nets world names that have sort of shown up in and around this thing. And then other reasons to tune in. Patty Mills, he is going to be po- taking part in Team Australia. That's been usually a pretty NBA laden group, and it makes a lot of sense. Like they have, uh, that's been. You know, obviously a big country, the Australia, when it comes uh, to the NBA, as I know, whenever we mention someone from Australia on the podcast, it ends up getting picked up elsewhere. Look, this is not like any kind of news. Like Australia has got a big feeder system for the NBA and well worth it and, and obviously well deserved. Patty Mills is going to be part of that group uh, that goes in and plays for Australia. Other guys on the Australian team, Matthias Theibel, Joe Ingles. Uh, Jack Landale's on there. Josh Green, Matt Delvadova still rolling. Uh, Jack White, Dyson Daniels. Those are some of the groups or some of the guys that are going to be included in Team Australia. Ben Simmons does qualify to play for Team Australia. He is not currently on the team uh, in an official way, but so he didn't make like the first initial group that was set out for training, but they have left the door open for him to play. So if you've been following the Ben Simmons thing, uh, the time-honored tradition of Ben Simmons, Posting social media stuff around the off-season workouts has begun to happen. We've seen a bunch of those uh, those coming out through Instagram, either through his his feed or uh, his trainer's feed, looking like he's getting healthy. You know, this again, this sort of happens every off-season with Simmons. Not the only guy. Tons of NBA guys love to sort of tout what's happening in the off-season. Look. I work that hard, I probably want to tout it too. So I'm not really taking a dig. It just is funny with Simmons. It does seem to happen uh, pretty consistently with him every offseason. He, it, we, had ta- we had done an episode earlier a couple weeks ago where we talked about the possibility that he could be included in Team Australia. And we actually really, Adam and I, really like that idea. Uh, it seemed to be, that would be, we thought that would be a really, really good sign for his recovery and for his sort of comeback trail for him to be included in the Australian group. Uh, I am still a proponent of that. I hope it happens. I'm glad to see that it hasn't been ruled out entirely. They had mentioned the, uh, the possibility that he could end up being part of the group and they're leaving a roster spot open. It sounds like, I don't know when they need to solidify that sort of like in pen uh, to make sure that he can actually be on the team. But the coach uh, by Brian Gorgian had said that like there's a spot for Simmons if he wants it, and if the recovery um, is there, then he could be included. I'm still holding out hope that this happens. I don't think it's like this sort of like crazy make or break sign for Simmons's whole season for him, you know, to be on that team or not. He's expressed interest in wanting to play. It's been years since he's actually played with the Australian team, um, but the fact that like he's kind of express interest in wanting to do it. And it might just be a health thing. I think this would be a really good tune up for him going into the season, play with some young guys, play with some veterans. It's like a good mix of dudes on the Australian team. Sort of just like I said, like NBA veterans down to NBA, some younger and upper up and coming guys. I think having a situation where he was on that squad would be a good landing spot for him. It's like the, the lights are kind of bright, but not NBA bright when it comes to FIBA. Um, it would be, you know, a pre training camp kind of thing, getting up to game speed. Like I said, I, I think the pressure is a little bit lower. I know some people view the international competition thing as being a higher pressure environment. Uh, I don't know if that's like 
I don't think that's the case when compared to the NBA, but it's like better than just, you know, open gym kind of stuff or probably, you know, clearly better than preseason basketball, more, more competition than summer league, right? Like, they, I mean, he's not going to play summer league, but seeing Simmons out there playing for team USA or sorry, or team Australia in that scenario, I, th- I think would be cool. I-, I think that I'm hoping it happens. I hope the recovery goes in the direction where he feels comfortable being able to do it. I hope it goes in the direction where the team is able to, maybe like wait long enough to fill that roster spot to be for have him be able to go. I think that is like a relatively soft landing where he's concerned. Um, again, maybe other people view it a little differently. If you think on the international stage where the stakes are a little bit higher, you know, I think depending on how you feel, I'm definitely coming at this from like the USA standpoint, which maybe doesn't view it in the same light as maybe other countries do. So I, I totally get that. Um, but I think, you know, where Simmons is concerned, I think that he would probably, my guess is, say that that's less pressure than the bright lights of the NBA. But, you know, I'm not Simmons, so I, I can't say that for sure. Regardless, I'm hoping that that ends up being the case with him. Pairing him up with Patty Mills there, I think, is a good thing. Like I said, some of these other guys that are veterans and just sort of grinders on the NBA circuit uh, would be a, a, a good way for him to sort of ingratiate himself back into the speed that is going to be happening, you know, relatively soon after that in the NBA. And in terms of a testing ground for how the recovery has gone on the back and uh, and just the knees and everything that sort of plagued him over the course of last year since the surgery and really since he ended up coming over from Philadelphia, I, I like it. I'm, I'm hoping that that's the sort of direction they end up going uh, with Simmons. So we'll see with him time. I don't think there's any rush to have that happen. Like, I'm not exactly sure what the time commitment is or excuse me like when they have to have it completely finalized for for these FIBA rosters my guess is it's a pretty fluid timeline just because like I don't know this this stuff can change all the time injuries happen other commitments happen all kinds of stuff uh, ends up just getting in the way so I doubt that there's any crazy crazy timeline on like when they needed to have it filled and hopefully look hey Simmons keep posting the <laughs> keep posting the workout stuff let's make sure that the uh actual recovery the offseason recovery is going the right direction for him uh, because I think if you're a Nets world, clearly the, the fate of the team and the upside of this team doesn't rest solely with Simmons, but there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot there, right? Like he needs to be good for the Nets to entertain being, you know, a really, really good team for them to get to that sort of heights. Simmons has to be good. Like we kind of know what they are without him. We saw that over the last third of the season with this group, I, you know, if they were to bring pretty much back the same group as they had last season, assuming like a Cameron Johnson re-signing, we basically know that's like a 500-ish team, I think. I, I think that's pretty much what it is. With Simmons, anywhere like 80% of what he used to be, 75%, the team's better. I, that's just – it's not rocket science. It's not a hot take. It's just is what it is. Like So him being included there, we'll see. We'll kind of monitor that situation as it goes. Good to see that that spot is still being held open. The other guy, Yuta Watanabe, has committed to play with Team Japan. Uh, very cool. Uh, he is – the situation for him – oh, excuse me, I take it back. He is not committed to playing there. The speculation that he is that he is going to play there, but he had said that he was going to leave it sort of open depending on what his free agent status was. So he's obviously a free agent here. Um, it's unclear if he's going to be coming back to the Nets or not. He just finished off the $1.8 million contract – uh, last season, I, I, unclear about like where he's going to land, whether it's back with Brooklyn, whether it's with another team, whether he showed enough this season for another team to like like what they saw from a 
you know, floor spacing wing with some defense, you know, you know, has his limitations, but you know, there was a time when he was, uh, <laughs> he was as famous as it gets at Nets world when he just didn't seem like he could miss a corner three really in any situation. So, uh, looks like Watanabe will end up playing, uh, in FIBA as well. That looks like it's pretty much the long and short of it. Although again, some of these teams have not been filled out completely. So there still remains, uh, some openings depending on, uh, where some of these other guys land. So again, just to reiterate, FIBA could be pretty cool you know, when it comes to Nets world and just, and just basketball in general, different style kind of, Different style than the NBA for sure benefits and uh, rewards just different things on the basketball court. And uh, but it'll be cool to see some of these Brooklyn guys getting their shot when it gets into it. I want to get into this Kyrie LeBron thing here in a second and just some general offseason shenanigans that continue through here through the NBA finals. We'll get to that in a second. First, going to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made. Very, very easy. Right now, during the NBA Finals, one prize picks user is going to get a chance to become a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern will be randomly selected each day. Uh, whoever placed that entry will be getting the six pick flex. And you're going to, here's the payouts. If you get six correct in that, uh, with that flex, $1 million. Five correct, 80,000. Four correct, 16,000. You can find the full details there prizepicks.com slash million. You have to opt in at that link, at the slash million link to be eligible. For the million dollar entry prize picks, look, they made it easy. Daily fantasy, making entries, you're just going more or less on the player projections for basketball, points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. Um, for baseball, you're going home runs, strikeouts, just more or less. Pick a player, you're assuming you pick two to six players, figure out if they're going to go more or less on the prize picks projection. And like I said, those, those projections can be all different stats. You can win up to 25 times your money. On any entry, no competing against other people. Just you versus the projections available. They got all the sports you could imagine as well. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users going to get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, close it out here with just some NBA offseason. Like I said, shenanigans. Shams Trania, or Shams Trania, excuse me, uh, tweets out uh, earlier on Monday, right around noon on Monday, something like that. Uh, sources Kyrie Irving has reached out to Lakers star LeBron James in an attempt to see if James would come to Dallas. Irving is a free agent this offseason. Look, I, this is the Nets podcast. Kyrie Irving doesn't play with the Nets anymore. I totally get it. Uh, maybe you're sick of hearing about Kyrie Irving. This I'm bringing it up here as to highlight sort of like how wild this NBA offseason can get. Adam and I have had uh, an episode sort of in the bank here for a while, planning on going through just all these teams this season and how just like the great sort of ground shift that could happen in the NBA. Now, it it could be a situation in this offseason where like so much could happen with every team that nothing ends up happening. (laughs) We've been here before. Sometimes it feels like we're on the precipice of just tons and tons of stuff about to go down in the NBA. And then it kind of doesn't that I, I'm totally get it. The funny thing about this off season is that there are some free agents and there are some high profile free agents that could be on the move or, or that almost very, you know, seem like they're very much going to be on the move or, or like re-signing is really, really important for the current team that they're winning Ky- with Kyrie Irving is one of those guys. I'm sort of laughing because this kind of thing, like this it was LeBron James, 
gonna he's got another year on a contract after this, by the way. But like, is he gonna take some kind of buyout to go play with Kyrie Irving in Dallas? It sure doesn't seem like it. Does it feel like there's some weird subterfuge to get like the Lakers to move in on the Kyrie Irving thing by saying, like, oh, there's this risk that LeBron James could be out to go play with Dallas and Kyrie and Luca? I, I guess so. I'm using this to highlight like sort of how bonkers this offseason could get with just in terms of news, player movement, trades, teams that want to move off certain guys, trade teams that think they're going to try to go for it, free agents that are trying to, you know, feel like they are going to get big contracts but want certain other things to happen. Kyrie Irving, the, even the 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 thought that LeBron James and Kyrie would team up in Dallas with Luka, like even having it put out there by Shams, like it just, it's so, it's so wild in the middle of this like very cool NBA finals, by the way, which I'm not even talking about because this other stuff kind of gets in the way. I just think it's hilarious. Uh, It just, we're in just such a crazy world with NBA stuff right now. Do I think there's any world where this LeBron Kyrie piece happens in Dallas? No, I, I don't think there's any chance of that happening. The fact that it's even floated out there, trial balloon style, from one of, if not the biggest, I mean, there's only one of two, it's a him and Woj, um, biggest sort of NBA mouthpieces when it comes to news and insider information. Like the Shams and Woj are so big, they're like basically two other NBA front offices combined or something like that, right? In terms of like getting stuff out there, leaking stuff, being tied in and just fully juiced into whatever's happening in the NBA. These dudes are like basically media arms for players and, and organizations. Like that's, that's just it. They, they work for the athletic, they work for ESPN, but they're bigger entities in, in some way, just because of like the information game that they're able to sort of harness. So when you hear that this piece with Kyrie and LeBron comes out, you're like, Oh my God, like are we staring at this situation where this could be just absolutely so wild of an off season where we're even considering some of these things. I again, I don't think this is going to happen, but it speaks to the possibility of wild, crazy things happening just because of how many players sort of like situations are in flux, how many teams are in flux, how many teams might be unhappy with their situations. Like, this is the kind of thing that Adam and I were going to talk about. So, while it's not me harping on Kyrie, I'm I don't think Kyrie. Like having this new information out there, like there's nothing wrong. Nothing, no one did anything wrong here. If I was Kyrie, I'd want to play with LeBron too. It makes total sense, right? Like, so I, I, I totally get that. Would, would Kyrie, LeBron, Lucas, super team be unbelievable? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, but it's more to highlight just this growing fascination with the machinations that happen in and around the NBA when it comes to just player news, player movement, who's happy, who's unhappy, who could go here, who could go there, what it would take to happen, what teams need to do, what teams might be staring down a weird future, what teams want to have something happen right here and now. This just kind of like summed it all up for me in one crazy piece of news that likely nothing else happens from, right? And just that's just the current state of the NBA. I think it's fun. I had a huge chuckle about it. I think it's hilarious that this would even be entertained. If it happened, I have to reevaluate what I believe can actually happen in the NBA in terms of offseason news, of course. But maybe we're entering that situation where, like, you just shouldn't rule out anything at this point, right? Anything can happen. Any player could be asked to move. Any player could just get bought out. Any player could just, you know, choose to ride off into the sunset like LeBron was just in a situation that he really wanted to do. You know, maybe you can just get guys, you can put so much pressure 
and on different organizations to do certain things to bend to the will of superstars that maybe this crazy stuff will end up happening. But it just I thought it just really spoke to sort of the mass hilarity that is happening in an offseason that could actually see tons more of this as we get into the draft. Like if Portland decides to move that pick, if Houston does something weird, like we could be just staring at some really, really crazy stuff happening in the NBA. And this is like in the middle of a finals, which is going, I thought the Nuggets were going to sweep. <laughs> I, thought the, I thought it was an easy sweep here uh, when it came to what was going to happen with Denver. I, I betting against Miami has proved to be wrong just nearly every single time. So that's just my bad. I just thought Denver was such a powerhouse that um you know net the net rating was like double the next best team in the in the playoff so far and this Miami thing I still no matter how many times I win I just will never I mean how many times they win I'll just never seem to understand exactly how it's happening so the whole thing is just totally wild uh, but I thought the Kyrie and LeBron thing just deserved a little bit of a mention because you know that the Kyrie show goes off to Dallas and uh, it never stops producing content whether you like that stuff or not okay. We, Adam and I, will be back again tomorrow together, back on the podcast. We're going to be rolling, as promised, going to be rolling through some more draft stuff. Just a bunch of different players falling into this 21 and 22 range, which could get really, really cool on draft night. So we'll go through a bunch of the, we'll go start going through some more names in addition to the ones that we've already covered. Maybe just kind of recircle on some of the guys whose names have been mentioned a few more times when it comes to the Nets. Make sure you are subscribed over at Locked On Nets on YouTube to be able to grab the videos here and also just some exclusive content. We're doing live stuff on, on YouTube as well. Some of the stuff you're just not going to see on the podcast feed. So make sure you subscribe over at Locked On Nets at YouTube. Adam is always the one that closes out the podcast with a quote from one of the great American boats. So once again, we'll just say for one more day before we come back together, Adam Armbrecht, the much missed and can't wait to have him back, Adam Armbrecht, one of the great American poets. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball.